Welcome to Bladder Buzz, the podcast where doctors, researchers, and consumers discuss bladder health and function for those with neurogenic bladder. On today's episode, we welcome Dr. R.G. Stampus and Dr. Philippe Chambon to discuss a new treatment strategy for management of neurogenic bladder. And now, Bladder Buzz. Welcome to Bladder Buzz. I'm Dr. Argy Stampus, a rehabilitation physician or physiatrist treating people with spinal cord injury at Tier Memorial Hermann and University of Texas at Houston McGovern Medical School. We have a very special episode today where we will be speaking about a brand new emerging treatment for neurogenic bladder that is quite innovative utilizing gene therapy. It's called EG110. To explain this emerging treatment, I'd like to welcome the CEO and founder of EG427, Dr. Philippe Chambon. Thank you for joining us on BladderBuzz, Dr. Chambon. Uh, well, thank you very much, uh, RG. It's great to have the opportunity to talk a bit about what we're doing at EG427, so I really appreciate the opportunity. Well, uh, why don't you just tell us a little bit about your background, education, yeah. and where you're currently located? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm a physician uh, by education, not by practice. Left France after having finished my, my MD, went to business school in the U.S. and worked for over 30 years in the U.S., first in the pharmaceutical industry and then in venture capital in healthcare, where I did investment in biotech as well as medical device and healthcare IT type of firms. And then later on, I came back to France, which was in fact fairly recently, and got involved this time on, with the other side of investment, which is really the side of company creation. And I met a great group of scientific founders that led me to decide that it was worth creating a company, EG427. So I come at to it with a, a lot of... Uh, company building and financial expertise, but with very little general management expertise as this is my, I'm a young CEO. Well, th thank you for, uh, for that background. I'd like to walk us through this interview very deliberately. So not just for the consumers, but for the healthcare professionals that are unaware of what's on the horizon for neurogenic bladder treatment. So we'll start with maybe the patient and work on our way down to the microscopic level. Um, what strikes me is that it's very rare to have neurogenic bladder as the first target indication for, for any treatment. So is this intentional or was this a lucky accident? It's a, a lucky accident in the sense it's because I met an incredible team of scientific and medical founder that had worked for more than uh, they started working in 2013. So they have worked for almost eight years on a project to find a better therapeutic approach to a neurogenic bladder. And when I met them, I thought that was really interesting. It was an area that few people were pursuing and hence the idea of doing a company with them uh, emerged out of that. So it's luck. Well, I mean, we are very fortunate for that um, because on this podcast, we've spoken at length about the many challenges in treating neurogenic bladder, how every neurogenic bladder is like a snowflake and the limited treatment options that exist. And that's very, very true and it's very unfortunate. But as you well know, neurogenic bladder is the 
the first complication for spinal cord injury patient that really bothers them. It's also a complication that leads to repeated urinary infection, can potentially lead to kidney failure, and unfortunately, sometimes even to, to death. So it's a very serious condition that needs to be better treated than what the current therapy can offer, really. So that's what led those of scientific founders and medical founders that are um, senior academic in the leading French center for the treat for trauma center for the treatment of SCI patient. This is why they decided to investigate this field and for that the gene therapy approach for that type of treatment uh, could make sense. So looking at the company's website, eg427.com, it looks like there's a botulinum toxin involved in this treatment strategy, but it doesn't seem to be the ones that we're used to seeing that's commercially available, like Botox, Dysport, Myoblox. So can you tell us the difference between the toxin in EG110 and commercially available toxins? Yeah, and that's, that's a great question because it goes to the way we thought about utilizing the mechanism of action of those botulinum toxin. The, the one that are on the market are really used in order to paralyze motor neurons and muscle and avoid muscle contraction that way. The problem with that is it obviously creates bladder that are not responsive to any residual contraction, possible of contraction function that are not, not able to be electrostimulated and, and the like. And, and of course, you find that in those patients, you have an increased incidence of urinary infection. So for us, the idea was we don't want to hurt the motor neuron function or to affect that. What we want to do is affect the sensory neuron which are in fact the ones that are responsible for neurogenic uh, detrusor overactivity or neurogenic bladder. And our goal was to abolish the activity of those sensory neurons. And to do that, we're indeed using the light chain of one of the botulin toxin, here, uh, the botulin toxin F. But the way we use it in order to get this specific effect is in fact through gene therapy. Because what we've done is constructed a viral vector that contains the gene for this light chain of botulinum toxin and is then injected in the bladder wall of the patient where that, where that viral construct then migrate into the sensory neuron and where they then get expression of this chain of botulinum toxin F, which in turn stops the activity of those sensory neurons and hence cuts the loop that leads to neurogenic detrusor overactivity. So, so let me repeat that for the listeners, because this is like the coolest thing. You're basically utilizing a virus, the herpes virus, that is known to be able to travel to sensory neurons. That's just what they do. And you put some botulinum toxin inside of them and they deliver the toxin directly to the sensory neuron. Is that basically what's happening? That's basically what's happening. And we do that, of course, with non-replicative herpes virus vectors. So it's not your standard herpes virus. It's not going to replicate. It's not going to create 
uh, an out of control infection or anything like this is just used as you described it as a vessel that allows entry into the sensory neuron where then the genetic material that it contains will get expressed in those neurons and also because of the nature of herpes virus it gets it's potentially gets expressed over a very long period of time and that way we achieve a long lasting suppression of the activity of those sensory neuron which of course means we we should be able we get the uh, neurogenic bladder syndrome under control that's what we hope to achieve so for those who only heard herpes virus and just kind of panicked and said forget it can you share with us some of the safety profile uh, that you guys have seen already using this vector yeah we are early in the development of our approach so is there still a lot to learn what we've done is animal study at this stage this is the stage we are at so we're still away from clinical from human clinical study and in all the animal work that we've seen we have not seen any safety signal or we've not seen any problem linked to the uh, virus itself so in, we've not for example when we do studies we compare untreated animal to treated animal and we've not seen any difference in terms of uh, various uh, vital function no change in weight nothing uh, so that that makes us feel quite optimistic about the safety of the approach another point that also makes us feel optimistic about that is that we're not the first one using non-replicative herpes virus as a vector for disease for example for treatment of different diseases for example there's a company called crystal bio which just completed phase three in a very different indication and same thing they showed a very nice safety profile of their vector and this time in human and there's more example like this so we believe that non-replicative herpes vectors are very attractive when you try to deal with local neurological problem such as neurogenic bladder and they have an at this stage what seems to be a very good safety record that is very encouraging and i hope our listeners can appreciate that that not only has their animal evidence supported safety but others who are using the non-replicating herpes virus as a vector have also shown safety so again seems to be very safe what about the outcomes that you guys have seen in your animal studies well we've done uh, two different type of uh, animal model to understand whether we were achieving the desired effect there's and this is pretty gr gruesome so uh, you know i apologize but we have no choice but to do those studies in, before we can safely go anywhere near human study um, but there's a, a, a rat model where you create a spinal cord injury in those rats so they are paralyzed and in those rat models, we we injected our vector and showed that indeed we were able to significantly decrease the, the their neurogenic bladder overactivity. So that's one model where we have proof of concept. And the second model is a more of a model of overactive bladder 
where you irritate the bladder with something called capsaicin, which is basically the uh, irritating element that you find in peppers. And by using capsaicin and you infuse it into the bladder, it irritates the bladder wall and people, animal tend, of course, to have their bladder contract a lot. And we looked at how how we were inhibiting those contraction, and we were able to show that indeed we were inhibiting uh, to a significant level the over-contraction of a bladder that's irritated by capsaicin. So, so far we have two models. We're going to continue to do more work. We still have to do all the toxicology study in animal uh, before we are then in a position to approach doing a clinical trial in human. Well, that again is very encouraging and exciting. I mean, I, I can't help but think that this might be the tip of the iceberg for EG110, considering we treat other things with botulinum toxin in our population. We treat spasticity. We Some people treat chronic pain conditions with it as well. Can you share any thoughts uh, maybe on what's to come with EG110? Well, that's... Uh... You know, the, given the confidential nature of what we do, I cannot go into much detail. But uh, the only thing I would say is you're absolutely on the right track with what you just mentioned. Well, we definitely will be on the lookout for more updates and more advances with EG110. So let me just summarize for the listeners. EG110 is an innovative treatment option being developed for neurogenic bladder. It works similarly to commercially available botulinum toxin, but the difference is that it's specific to the sensory, not the motor, and it uses a safe herpes virus vector to deliver it there uh, to the sensory neurons. And what you didn't mention, when can we expect the first human trials? Well, you know, nothing is certain in this world, especially our own clinical trial. Our hope is that we're able to enter the first phase of human clinical trial in early 2024. All right. Well, that, again, is something to look forward to. So, Dr. Chambon, did I miss anything? It's a pleasure to be able to talk a bit about uh, the, the work that we do and how important it is to find better alternative for the treatment of neurogenic bladder, first for spinal cord injury patient, but of course it's also a situation that affects people with multiple sclerosis, late-stage Parkinson disease, and so on. So we hope we're able to develop this and meet what is a very important medical need that is currently underserved. Thank All you right. for giving me the opportunity to speak with you today. Well, thank you for joining us on Bladder Buzz, Dr. Chambon. I will be stalking your website, eg427.com, and I hope to get you back on the show in the future with an update. It will be a great pleasure. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bladder Buzz is presented by the Rehabilitation Research and Training Center on Neurogenic Lower Urinary Tract Dysfunction. The information presented in this podcast does not express the views of the individual's employer or affiliated institutions. The content is for informational and reference purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for medical advice. 
diagnosis or treatment, or as the sole source of guidance for decision-making. We advise you to always consult with a physician before making any healthcare decisions or for guidance about a specific medical condition. Thanks for listening. Come back soon.